Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David Averbach, CEO and Publisher. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor. Each episode we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. And this episode will be also having a full iNews section because Apple has its March 25th event a week from today or a week from yesterday and so we'll be getting uh, new services announcements and we'll also be talking about the new iPads that Apple just announced so we're pretty excited about that uh, first we want to tell you about our sponsor yeah and I'm excited to tell you about the sponsor because it's a new sponsor and I haven't had a chance to tell you about it yet and it's Soul Electronics and they produce really awesome headphones so the product I'm gonna tell you about today is actually an in Indiegogo right now, so it's being released soon. And but what that means is it's a really awesome deal. So it's called the Soul Blade Ultimate. And what makes it cool, it's a wireless earbud. So you get two wireless earbuds, one in each ear. And in addition to having really great sound quality, it has an it comes built in with an AI fitness coach that can help you while you're training. So it has cues to give you while you're running, while you're working out. Mm. Um, and it also has a heart rate monitor, which is how the AI is working to monitor your fitness level. I really like it because I'm always, when I'm running, trying to stay in the right heart rate zone because I have a tendency of wanting to push myself but not wanting to push myself too hard. And so having kind of an AI cue sounds really exciting to me. Also, really good deal right now. So it is 40% off. It's $149 right now. So we will link to the Indiegogo link so you can go check it out if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast. And I also wanted to remind you before we start talking about the event next week that we'll be doing a podcast immediately following the event. So tune in next Monday, March 25th to hear our live commentary unpacking everything that Apple announces. Also, go if you're not already part of our Facebook group, if you type in iPhone Life Group um, into Facebook, you can request to, to join our Facebook group, and we'll also be having live commentary throughout the event there, and you can post any questions you have, and we will try to address as many as we can during the podcast. And just to plug the Facebook group a little bit, because I, I feel like we don't talk about it enough on the podcast, it's yeah. so awesome. It's a really great place to connect with our greater community. It's also a really nice place to ask any questions to the community that you have. People are always asking different app recommendations or troubleshooting things, and our community is really great at responding. So make sure you check that out, not only because I will be in there giving my live reactions during the announcement, but also it's just a really fun community to be a part of if you're on Facebook. So, Yes, so definitely check it out. Next up, I want to share our favorite tip of the week. Uh, this is from our iPhone Life Daily Tips newsletter. It's a daily newsletter where you learn something cool you can do with your phone in just one minute a day. So we'll send a tip to your inbox, and in the podcast, we share our favorite one from the week. Uh, mine is how to switch Bluetooth devices in Control Center. So if you use any Bluetooth devices, in the past, it used to be a real pain to switch between devices. If you're playing audio on your phone, you had to go into the settings app and spend some time fiddling around there to try to, to switch to a different device. But now you can just open Control Center, which if you have an iPhone 10 or later, you're swiping down from the right corner. If you have an earlier device, you're swiping up from the bottom of your screen to access your Control Center. And that, of course, just has a screen full of all of your most basic settings. And from there, you'll see an audio player. So if you just 
press and hold that on an older device or if you hard press it on a newer device, then it'll pop out and show you uh, an option to tap on the device that your audio is streaming to and there you'll see a list of all of your other options so you can just tap and switch to a different device from there so um it's the when you pop out the, the audio player it's a little like circular icon it has three three circles and you that's what you tap. It looks almost like a radio symbol yeah and if you yeah if you have any airplay <laughs> devices one of the things that i like about it is it's in the same spot so you can actually switch between airplay and bluetooth on it so oh yeah that's nice i don't have any airplay devices so <laughs> but uh yeah so if you want to get tips like that go to iphonelife.com daily tips and it's a free newsletter we highly recommend it Next up, I wanna tell you about our Insider Premium subscription. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with it, iPhone Life Insider is an awesome way to get the most out of your device and really feel comfortable using your iPhone and know that they're, you know, that you're making the most of the experience. Um, we have free, <laughs> sorry, uh, we, it's not free, it's our premium subscription. You get uh, video guides, you get our video versions of our daily tips, you get premium, a premium version of this podcast, so you get um, exclusive content and you and none of the promotions like we're doing right now. Um, you also get Ask an Editor, so if you're having any type of tech problems, you can email us and we'll help walk you through to find a solution. And you get a digital subscription to our magazine uh, and a full access to our archive. So iphonelife.com slash insider is where you can go to sign up. Uh, David, do you have any recent insiders to... I forgot to look them uh, <laughs> up. And just to be clear, we have our new URL, which uh, oh, we're yeah. giving $5, $5 off. Just for our podcast yeah, listeners. Yeah, and I am blank on the URL. Do you remember what yeah, it is? It's iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. Yeah, iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. Almost, almost made you pay the full price there, people. <laughs> um, no, I forgot to look up the people who subscribed this week but to everyone who subscribed from that podcast link or anybody who subscribed at all thank you so much we really appreciate it as i've been saying recently on the podcast we are an independent company we're not associated with apple mm -hmm. iphone life insider is how we make our money so we are dedicated to providing you with quality iphone content quality tips making sure we're teaching you how to use your phone you get all these awesome things in the insider program but also you're supporting us allowing us to continue having the podcast continue covering the announcement so we really appreciate everybody who subscribes if you are listening to this and you are interested please go check it out next we're going to have sarah share one of our insider uh one of our insider questions of the week and how she helped them find a solution um so this insider uh wrote me and asked if i knew of any tutorials for the shortcuts app and any ideas on how to combine shortcuts into a workflow. So um, there's not really, I mean, I'm not sure what this insider meant by combining into a workflow, except for maybe like creating a lot of different sort of tasks that happen, you know, sequentially or together in a shortcut, because the workflow app is now the shortcuts app. So any, sh if you had any workflow things set up with the workflow app, when you, um, they're now part of your shortcut, shortcuts app. Um, so honestly, when we started working on covering how to use shortcuts, we discovered that a lot of people who were putting out articles on how to use shortcuts and videos actually didn't know. And they would leave up really important steps that were kind of essential for making the shortcut work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, I worked with um, our one of our writers, Tamlin, on how to on creating a sort of basic intro on how to use the shortcuts app and how to kind of start creating your own. So I sent um, I sent this insider a link to that article. Um, and I will share it. And I, we also have an article up on like five basic shortcuts that um, actually a reader turned contributor wrote, uh, Jim Meeker, and it's really good. And Apple also has a shortcuts user guide, which honestly is not as good as our articles because it's so <laughs> – Apple's never really great at breaking down their complicated things into like easy to understand and follow steps, but mm. I'll include that link as well. But basically, if you want to get really good at using shortcuts, what you have to do is you go into the gallery in your shortcuts app and um, find shortcuts that do the same thing or a similar thing to what you want to do in your shortcut, you know, and it might just be one part of what you want to do in your shortcut. And you can add that to your library. And once it's in your library, go in and tap on the three little dots in the upper right circle of that shortcut. And you'll see all of the the steps and commands that they used to create that shortcut. And then you can modify those shortcuts in your own shortcut. Or you can just modify that shortcut yourself um, and just play around with that. And also, when you're building a shortcut, there's actually a search function. And if you kind of just search like the sort of the name of the app you want to use or the function you want to use, often some pretty cool options will come up. And so really, you just kind of need to play with it. You need to kind of think about exactly ahead of time what you're really trying to accomplish with it, because sometimes there are simpler ways to do things than you kind of think. But really, just start looking and taking apart other people's shortcuts. And that is the fastest way to teach yourself how to use shortcuts. I totally agree. I was going to say, I think it's really cool, including the article on our website, how roundups of shortcuts will let you download the shortcut to your phone. Yeah, and you can share them with other people too, which yeah. is really cool. If you create a shortcut that's really useful, um, then you can share it with other people and they can either use it themselves or use what you did and customize it for themselves. And it's really yeah. great. Because you- like, you'll want to customize it most likely to yourself, but they're not that easy to set up, especially yeah. complex <laughs> ones. So it's nice to just benefit from someone else's work, I think. Right. Actually, I think one of the most useful shortcut things I learned was how to disconnect two steps in the shortcut so that one doesn't have to happen before the other one. And I can't remember now how I did it, but that's really handy because you, some things you don't want to depend on other things. You want them both to happen kind of unrelated. You don't want your, you know, if you, I have a shortcut that sends a text and starts some driving directions and turns on a podcast and none of those things need to depend on one of them being done before it can start. And when they were connected, it actually caused me problems. So it's, you know, it's like playing with those sorts of things and figuring out what to connect and what not to connect. Mm. It's pretty. Mm. Do either of you have any shortcuts that you use regularly? Um, Yeah, I do. I have one that... um, It's basically like trying to get things done one so I tell Siri like it's time to get some stuff done I can't remember my exact Siri phrase right now and I don't usually say it out loud because I'm usually working with other people around and it's weird <laughs> um, and so it puts do not disturb on my phone it gives me it asks me how long I'm going to work and so it sets do not disturb for that long um, and then turns it off at the end of it 
it starts playing like lo-fi hip-hop <laughs> instrumentals. That's amazing. And, um, and, you know, that sounds pretty simple, but there's actually like a number of different things that are happening in that. Mm-hmm. And I use that all the time when I want to just really focus for a couple of hours. And the other one I use is um, my partner lives about an hour and a half away, and I, I like to have... Um, I like to have my navigation turned on, even though, uh, you know, at this point I've driven there like a million times, um, just because it's easy to kind of zone out listening to a podcast or something like that. So when I, you know, tell my phone like, hey, Siri, I'm going to this person's house, um, it pulls up directions, it sends him a text message letting him know I'm on my way, it turns on my driving podcast playlist, and... um, and tells me how long until I get there. Yeah, that sounds super handy. I I have like played around in the shortcuts app a little bit, but I haven't actually made it part of my routine. None of yeah. No, I mean to be honest, just uh, I heard so much. Compl- I don't want to say complaining. So much frustration <laughs> from Sarah and Tamlin as they were working on this article that it scared me away from doing shortcuts yeah. at all. Uh, and so I haven't because it's just like the ROI just hasn't felt like it's there as far as my time to figure it out. Mm. But I'm curious. Like I uh, want to mess around. So with it now. a lot of the shortcuts are kind of silly because they're things you could just tell Siri to do in the first place. Like I could just tell Siri, like, "Hey, get me directions to this person's yeah, house." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and and so I don't need a shortcut that just does that. And a lot of the shortcuts in the gallery are like that. But that's why the only reason I find them useful is because I can take this shortcut and part of that shortcut that do these things that Siri could do all on its own and stitch them together into one shortcut. So Mm -hmm. I only have to say one thing to Siri and like five different things happen. Yeah, totally. And so you could, for your smart home, set up something like that. I know, and that would be an area. Yeah, if you have smart home products, the shortcuts app gets a lot more interesting because we just had someone write um, uh, an article about top his top five shortcuts and one of them was a nighttime routine that um it like dim- it turned on bluetooth and dimmed or it turned off it dimmed his phone and it started playing ocean sounds through his amazon alexa because that's what he uses to go to bed it turned off the lights it locked his front door like mm-hmm. things like that and i was like that would be really cool to string those all together you know I mean, yeah i mean right now i have like my smart lights sort of on a schedule but you know like if i go to bed earlier they don't need to be on for mm. a couple more hours and so just saying you know telling siri that i'm going to bed and like setting all those things in motion instead of it being on a schedule would actually probably be better yeah totally. yeah and just to clarify though like already like some of these things though i'm like wait but you can already do these things yeah like you can set up scenes with your smart home already right. that and have a nighttime scene but this would this allowed him to do some some actions on his phone too. Like it wasn't right. all smart home products, mm-hmm. so it was nice to be able to tie that all together with that's, the shortcut. Yeah. yeah, that's where the shortcuts app really shines because, like Donna said, there's so many things that you you can just do anyway. But when you start combining different things, 
then it like it becomes incredibly useful and also awesome when you kind of figure it out and your shortcut works. You're kind of like, that's right. Yeah, I'm awesome. Look <laughs> the, what I did. It seems like that's a big part of the benefit is the <laughs> enjoyment of like, and, and I totally love that when you like geek out and you get it just right. So you can just be like, good morning, Siri. And like everything happens perfectly, <laughs> even though you could have just said, do this, do this, do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There was an entire weekend where instead of playing Pokemon Go, and I think we all know how much I love yeah, Pokemon we, Go, we I played the shortcuts app instead <laughs> can we i i have a, another question of the week that i would like to have but can i petition for two questions of the week and make this one one of them which is i'm curious what your other one is because i also have a question oh man week. i was gonna ask about pod, the ipads and which ones people want oh, are we gonna no, have three idea. okay we might okay lots of questions we love your emails <laughs> do you guys have any shortcuts that you love send them to us, podcast at iphonelife.com. And also go to iphonelife.com slash podcast and Sarah will link to her famous article on how to use this. Yeah, I'm super, <laughs> I really I, okay, want to hear from all of you. It's not my article. I want to be yeah. clear. Tamlin Day did the vast majority of work <laughs> writing this article and it was a lot of work. So he deserves a huge amount of credit. Tamlin's article that Sarah has now made famous. Yeah, so, but I'm really curious to hear what, how people are using shortcuts at home. So I I hope you guys answer this question. Um, Next, I want to share a comment from one of our listeners. Uh, I was excited. It was an email specifically to me, which I don't I don't know why, you know. I just must be more memorable on the podcast than you guys. <laughs> I mean, um, we, we knew that. It's true. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is from Richard, and he is a not very happy Apple uh, user right now. He was saying how he agrees that while Apple is running on significant inertia, they seem to be slipping and maintaining user loyalty. And so his basic gist we talked about last uh, episode about this upcoming announcement. So I should remind you guys of all uh, if you didn't listen to last episode. Apple is expected to to announce streaming services uh, next week that they will have a subscription service for TV and for uh, and for news and magazine services. And so this is a different approach for Apple uh, to be really moving into services instead of products. And uh, David, especially, was the one who wasn't that excited about this. Move. Yes, this is true. So, uh, but Richard very much agrees, and uh, he. Also, we talked about Siri and Alexa last episode, I believe, and he was saying Alexa rules the personal assistant world uh, and that he's very disappointed in Siri. Um, Furthermore, considering their services announcement coming up in March, Apple seems to be getting away from being a devices company. Uh, When I watch the Google and Android announcements and look at their phones, etc., Apple better be coming up with some trend-setting devices or we'll be seeing a lot of loyal users jumping ship. That's my two cents. Uh, I I feel like, I mean, while I agree that I'm not as excited about services as products from Apple, I don't think I have as grim of a view as Richard does. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? I think, I mean, I'm sort of trying to just bite my tongue and wait till I actually hear the announcement before I get really judgy about it all. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely concerned. I share Richard's concerns about the long-term trajectory of Apple right now. They feel like they 
are not don't exactly have a clear direction and the direction they're taking seems to be let's try to diversify and make money as opposed to be a visionary company that releases innovative groundbreaking products which is i think why most of us love apple yeah um so i'm I'm concerned with that but i'm sort of trying to be patient with that the one thing i do disagree with richard a little bit on actually is the siri versus alexa debate Mm. and i think maybe it's a little bit of a hot take because i'm in the minority on this because i think the general consensus is that Alexa is leading the industry on this. But I have an Alexa, I have Alexa Dot, and I have a HomePod, and I love my HomePod so much more than my Alexa Dot. And part of it is, of course, the integrations with Apple, which Apple always has the advantage on. But also, I just found it a lot easier to use. I find Alexa doesn't understand me that well, and I just, like, setting up my home devices on Alexa was more complicated than on HomeKit. I've been honestly happier with my home pod so disagree with richard on that one but in general i share his concerns yeah i i first of all like um you know my partner has an android device and it's a really nice one and i still think my phone's better (laughs) so you know even if apple's not like being cutting edge i still just think the experience of using my iphone continues to be better um but as far as alexa versus home pod goes google plays way better than alexa um, and in some ways, it's better than HomePod, and, but in other ways, it's act- HomePod is actually better than Google Play, um, just as a speaker, although you can get nice speakers now with Google Play. And, um, but it, where it really shines is, again, once you have HomeKit going mm-hmm. and you have smart home devices, all of a sudden, your HomePod is a thousand times more useful. So um, I don't know, but I, I am disappointed with the HomePod still. Yeah, but, I agree. There's room for We can all pile on to Alexa. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I have just to complain about the home, the Alexa uh, Echo, whatever. Uh, I have HomeKit set up on on my HomePod, and then I have my Philip Hughes Lite set up. They're set up on both. And whenever I try to use it on Alexa, I'll go, turn off the light in so-and-so's room. And it'll just say, I don't know what light you're talking about. And no, I cannot find a way <laughs> to figure out how to tell it the right light. And it's to the point where I've completely stopped using it because really it's annoying. useless. And I've like Googled it and it seems to be a lot of people have this exact problem. Mm. It's driving me crazy and it's really making me judge Amazon. One other thing that I really think the HomePod is better than Alexa and Google Play at is that even though I have named all of my smart lights and all those things, if I'm, say, in my bedroom, I just have to say, turn off my light, and my bedroom light gets turned off, mm-hmm. even though I have a bunch of lights. So HomePod can has that context, knowing that's where I cool. am. Yeah, and that's really super cool. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing I like, and I don't know, this might work on other devices too, but I can string together lights. So I can say, turn off the light in my bedroom and my closet, and it'll turn both of them off, which nice. is really nice. Ah, you're making me kind of want a HomePod, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I like it a lot more now that I have smart devices in my home, for sure. Volume control continues to suck. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put that up there. And your alarms. I've heard you talk a lot about mm-hmm. the terrible sounding alarms, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so moving right along, <laughs> let's get into the news section. We're going to spend the rest of this episode talking about next week's announcement and the new iPads. So first, let's talk about next week's announcement. Um, we, It's going to be at 12 p.m. Eastern. No, it is going to be at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We're in Central time, so it's going to no, be No, it's going to be at 10 a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's uh, clarify this for people. So it is 10 a.m. Pacific time. Yes. Correct. 
noon central time. That's where we are. And for the record, that'd be 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> it was too difficult for me this morning. Um, and so we're expecting Apple to announce two services. One is going to be a TV subscription service, and the other is going to be a news subscription service. Uh, definitely magazines, but possibly also newspapers bundled into that as well. Um, so I know, David, you have uh, been doing some research on this announcement on the latest rumors. You wanna yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the big one seems to be Apple getting into the TV world. Uh, and there was a recent, I'm pulling up my notes here, uh, there was a recent article by New York Times that seemed to actually leak quite a bit, which was surprising. Um, so I'm just going to kind of summarize what that article said. We can link to it as well, iphonelife.com slash podcast. But basically... One of the things we were debating in the last time we talked about this was whether Apple was going to release some sort of technological solution for streaming television or whether they were going to release original content. And it sounds like they're leaning heavily on the original content side. So that's the first big you know, rumor that we're hearing. I'm uh, excited about that. I like I, I know you know uh, yeah it's funny because I'm really wanting to be annoyed at Apple but then I was I'm gonna read to you guys some of the the rumored uh, shows that are coming out and they sound great and so I'm annoyed at how great they sound I'm sure I will watch them and I will hate Apple while I enjoy the shows uh, not, <laughs> just cause just kidding to, just because you have to pay for like another service to get this original content or what it, it's more the point that our listener Richard said which is. I, I, a good show is a good show, and I'm going to enjoy it. And I, I love Apple, so sorry if I'm <laughs> – I don't hate Apple. Please don't send me emails. Um, <laughs> but it's just that I why I love Apple is because they create great consumer electronics. And yeah. I don't know that the world needs another Netflix. I think the world needs another groundbreaking device such as iPad or iPhone in the past Apple's done. So that's my – That's I, I'm sure you'll be able to read my complaining op-ed about it coming out soon. Um, but he, let me read to you guys some of these shows. There's an untitled series with Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, and Steve Carell. That sounds who good. Who all sound great. Yeah. I love Steve Carell. Uh, a mystery show starring Octavia Spencer. Uh, a sci-fi show by Ronald Moore, who was the producer of Outlander and Battlestar mm. Galactica. There's a fantasy epic starring Jason Momoa, who is from Aquaman and Game of Thrones. So basically, I'm there for that. It's his wheelhouse. Just, <laughs> if you have a fantasy epic, you kind of have to put him in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He has to be in it, and he is. M. Night Shyamalan is coming out with a thriller. He did The Sixth Sense and a lot of other movies that were Love not as Sixth good Sense. Not as The Sixth Sense. The most Sense. recent one was yeah. awful. Yeah. I, I, Glass. He, I, in general, I feel like he was had a moment and his moment seems to have passed in terms Aww. of the quality of his production. Uh, Little America from the writers of The Big Sick. I love The Big Sick. I Did love you guys that. see that? Yeah, I thought I it was one it. of the better movies to come out recently. I hate rom-coms and that was great. It was yeah. so good. I, I love rom-coms, just saying. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> a comedy from the duo behind It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now there's, I thought there were four of them, so I don't know which two are making this, but there is a comedy coming out. Mm. So that's that's sort of the big picture. I'm sure we'll hear many a lot more about it. There were some interesting little tidbits, though, about kind of how it's all unfolding that I thought was worth sharing. First of all, apparently, Apple Meets Hollywood is not going particularly smoothly. Uh, 
Hollywood is very much complaining about Apple's ironclad uh, privacy agreements, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are on shows that then they don't know when it's coming out or even like what the show is going to be named or how it's going to be promoted, which is very not Hollywood, apparently. Uh, And so there's some conflict there. There's also some conflict around, this one's interesting, using Apple products in the shows. Uh, (laughs) Because Apple, I guess, is wanting to make sure that people are using their products, but is that a conflict of interest? Uh, And the other one, which feels like kind of a pretty interesting conflict of interest, is Apple is really concerned about protecting its image and has been kind of being proactive about anything that's overly negative in the shows, which is kind of hard if you're making TV shows. Like, apparently there were, um, I don't know, there was, like, some satanic references in some of the shows that Apple was, in one of the shows Apple was trying to take out. Uh, I did read something about how Apple, like, its service was going to be more, like, family-friendly content or something. Is that mm -hmm. kind of... I think so. Which... I mean, like, already that kind of bugs me. <laughs> that's interesting, too, because it seems like all the other streaming services are going the opposite direction. They're like, how many more people can we have be naked in this scene? Yeah. Like, yeah. how much more blood can we add? You well, know, like, yeah. And one of the major benefits, in my opinion, or reasons for the success of HBO and Netflix and all those is because they were liberated from having to be on cable television where you had all these restrictions and they could produce good television that wasn't under the same restrictions. Um, so yeah, it is interesting. I think a lot of this, part of what's interesting to me is a lot of this is the conflict between Apple as a consumer electronics company and Apple as whatever Apple is going to be moving forward and how do those two things mix is going to be really interesting because Apple's, for the foreseeable future, will make the majority of its money through its consumer electronics. So that has to be its focus and they don't want to do, I would imagine they don't want to do anything that's going to mess that up as far as their image, their brand. But how do you produce television that doesn't have anything that is negative, you know? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That seems bizarre to me. But, um, oh, so we'll see what happens next Monday. Remember, we're doing a podcast directly following it where the three of us will, uh, first of all, fill you in on everything that happened if you didn't tune into the event and then give you our analysis of what to make of it and uh, whether we think it's worth We'll let you know when these services will be available and whether we think it's worth going for it or not, um, depending on your situation. But uh, so let's talk about these iPads. Mm-hmm. We, we also, yesterday, Apple announced a new iPad Air and a new the iPad Mini 5, which I know a lot of our readers have written into Sarah letting her know that they really, really wanted a new iPad Mini. So people will be excited about that. Do you know that this is the first iPad Mini since 2015? Wow. And people Jeez. had basically decided there was never going to be an iPad mini, and maybe Apple had decided that too. <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah, I, yeah. Just I mean, it was mini a pretty was reasonable old. conclusion. I think Apple really wanted to push people towards, you know, their plus-size phones. Mm-hmm. But people who love the iPad mini are like the people who love the iPhone SE, and Apple finally realized they should give them what they want. I think, one, before you get into summarizing these, one of the things I'm salty about is the fact that Apple has an announcement next week, and they... Our consumer electronics have taken such a backseat that they literally announced it in a press release the I know. week before an I mean, announcement. But these aren't exciting things. They're just like, like refreshes of like not very exciting products. I you know, know, but I'm I'm salty about it anyway. It does. It is an interesting like 
time minute to pause and be like, oh, okay, Apple is pivoting in some ways the way yeah. they're doing things. If like new and updated product line is way less important than these services suddenly. You know? I'm still hoping they'll be like, ta-da, here's our AirPods 2 with our air power mat. But I, I wish. Not, I, I doubt I, it. I, I think d- that's... I'll bet you. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think the iPad mini was going to happen, so I'm going to keep drinking. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so they released a new iPad Air, 10.5 inches. Um, the last time they updated that was in... Uh, well, they discontinued it in 2016 when they re- released the original iPad Pro. Okay. So it's been the three years. Um, and so... Uh, and then the iPad mini is 7.9 inches. So what's really cool is both of these have um, Apple Pencil support. And in addition, the iPad the Air... The iPad Pencil. Apple Pencil. Yes. Which is interesting. I mean... I'm very happy with my old Apple Pencil. <laughs> it works just fine for me. But uh, And also the iPad Air has smart keyboard support. Mm. So oh, that's cool. And then, you know, they have the A12 chip, which Bionic chip, which is in the iPhone XS. And, um, yeah, and also what else? I'm looking at my notes. They're supposed to be three times faster processing okay. power. Well, so, I mean, it's been so long. Of course they're going to be that much faster. But yeah, but they have the latest chip. They have Retina displays. They have Apple Pencil support. So it's a pretty nice refresh. Well, they sort of have the latest chip because the iPad Pro has the 12X chip, correct? So it has a yeah. better chip. It has, yeah. The iPad Pro has a better chip. It has support because one of the things I think is important is to distinguish between right, the iPad yeah. Pro and the Air. It has a better chip, but like 12 and 12X probably isn't like worlds of difference. Uh, It has support for Apple Pencil 2. Obviously, it has Face ID and no home button, uh, which then allows you to have that bigger screen. And I think it has a a nicer retina display. It has an OLED display. The iPad Pro does. The iPad Pro? No, no. It has a a liquid retina display. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a very... OLED would be so expensive in an iPad. Yeah. I've been very impressed by the liquid retina display, but it's not OLED. But is this a liquid retina? Do you know, sir? I don't Um, know. It's a retina. No, it didn't say. It's just the True Tone retina display. Um, But considering that it's been years since these devices were refreshed, if you've been using either of these ones and you decide to update, I think you're going to be blown away. Well, and I think the, I mean, to me, the iPad mini is a class of its own because if you want that size, there's nothing else to compete. Like, you're, I feel like most people either want the iPad mini or they want a larger size, and, and that's going to be your purchase decision. But the interesting one to me is the Air because the Air and the Pro are pretty comparable in terms of the use cases for them, I think. And so why someone would buy one versus the other is fascinating well, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because okay. it's starting at four ninety nine yeah. for the Wi-Fi version. Yeah, versus $9.99, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. So it's $3.99. The starting price is $3.99 for the mini. Mm-hmm. $4.99 for the Air. So we have five iPads now to choose from. Right. <laughs> and we've got the two iPad Pros, and we've got the 2018 iPad, which, what did it start at? Like 300 something? In that range. <laughs> I feel like I paid 350 for Are they, my... They're keeping that one? Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I'm, oh. I'm sure I paid more than that because I got the 256 gigabytes of storage. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, but I think it's interesting now because there's all these different weird trade-offs. Like the iPad Pro is awesome, but it's so expensive, and it also doesn't have a headphone jack, and it's mm-hmm. using USB-C, which at this point, like I think in the future, that'll be nice because it... USB-C is expected to be universal across a lot of devices, but right now that's not that convenient. Whereas yeah. these d- up- updated devices still have lightning and the headphone jack. Right. 
Did either of you also think about Apple's like ridiculously complicated MacBook line when you saw how they'd added two more iPads and now there's so many different like options and trying to figure out like, I don't know. They're making things complicated. Yeah. yeah they're definitely say. making things complicated. I mean, we cover this for a living, and I have a hard time keeping track of the many trade-offs between the many different iPad and Macs that are out there. Yeah. yeah. We so, should have an upcoming episode where we just devote, like, figuring out which iPad you should buy from yeah. the five that we have. And I know we don't really cover MacBooks, but maybe we should also be like, and, like, here's how to figure out what the heck is going on with MacBooks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's true. true. So, um, moving, like, continuing with the iPad thing now. Okay. Um. In a sort of related thing, next week Apple will be released, will be updating um, their iWork suite, which is kind of their version of Google's G Suite and Microsoft Office, um, to give Apple Pencil integration. Oh, that's cool. That yeah, cool. and so, um, and I guess there's going to be like animation options with that in Keynote, um, and so I think I think that will be cool. I think. Um, you know, there's actually not that many cool uses if you're not drawing for the Apple Pencil beyond just not touching your screen. <laughs> so I'm glad that they are doing that. Yeah, it'll be fun to try that because I, I now have I have the 2018 iPad with the Apple Pencil, and I haven't really used it that much yet, the Apple Pencil. I was going to ask you if you notice a big difference with the new Apple Pencil. Like, I think it's kind of lame that Apple just chose to not make the, app, the new Apple Pencil compatible with other... Apple Pencil compatible iPads. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a weird. It feels yeah. It feels like an arbitrary place to try to upsell somebody to an iPad Pro. Yeah. And I don't think it's gonna work in in Apple's favor. I think that if you have, like, I don't think you're gonna make a purchase decision off of that. And if you buy the cheaper one and you're not allowed to buy the new Apple Pencil, you're just gonna be a little annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. So it's no, really, you don't think it's, it's, oh, it's well. really annoying to update to a you know more expensive device and then have to get rid of your older Apple Pencil and buy like a much more expensive one. And in addition, you have to replace all your accessories as well. It, yeah, it's that's kind of a little. Point. You can't win that one either way. The short answer is I don't have the Apple Pencil, so I don't have. Oh, yeah, because, oh. because of what Sarah said, it's like I don't draw on my iPad, and I couldn't think of a great use case to use the Apple Pencil, so I just didn't get it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So okay, actually, I also use it to mark up pages. Yeah. Because instead of having Jamie, our our director, print them out, I sometimes just do them as PDFs, mm -hmm. and that is actually incredibly handy. I guess overall, I'd be curious to hear you guys' takes on, on, on this in terms of like, I, well, let's, let's, we'll devote an episode, but like, is, is there, what's the reason for somebody to buy an iPad Pro anymore? I mean, I don't know, because I think I would buy a computer. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I so far um, would not buy an iPad Pro personally, just because it's really expensive mm -hmm. and can't replace your computer very well yet because... You don't have a mouse, and you don't have a full desktop software. Like, there's no way to use all of the apps that I need to use on a computer. And so, you know, I mean, unless you just have the money to spend on it, like, I don't think that it's the right choice if, if you're choosing between a, a laptop and an iPad Pro. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, like, I've got the 2018 iPad, and ha having it side-by-side -side to the iPad Pro, it's the iPad Pro is just way nicer. Yeah. And so it's like, it is awesome in a lot of ways. I can see the appeal. The display was so much nicer. Mm -hmm. um, like the liquid retina is really nice. Um, and I think that, 
I don't know. I think Face ID is a feature that I love, and so I'm sure it's nice to have on the iPad, but I don't know that that's like that huge of a, a selling factor yet. So I guess I'm a little bit, I'm not that enthusiastic about the iPad Pro at this point. I think the iPad Air is kind of interesting because it has a lot of the nice features and it's, it's a, I mean, it's half the price of the iPad. Yeah, Pro. well, and that's yeah. exactly it. I, and, you know, I wrote an article on this we've referenced in the podcast, so uh, we'll, we can link to it again, uh, which is kind of my take on the iPad Pro and why I don't think it's a computer replacement. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a computer replacement. Um, honestly, I'm kind of glad that the iPad Air was not, out when I bought my iPad Pro because I love my iPad Pro. Hmm. Like, it's such a great device. I love it, but I would have a hard time justifying paying twice the price for it. Um, And so that's a weird thing where it really is, I think, will be a much better device, (coughs) a much better experience than the iPad uh, Air, but it's, is it worth it, especially when you can't use it as a computer? Unless, I mean, if you, if you can afford it, yes, it's worth it. But, like, if, if you're struggling to justify the expense of, of an iPad in general, the iPad Air is both a happy medium and also a sad medium in that you're losing out on all of the yeah. iPad Pro features. So this is our second question of the week? Yep. So our second question of the week is, what do you think of Apple's iPad announcement, or new iPads, and are you planning on getting a new iPad, and if so, which one? Yeah. Uh, so email podcasts at iphonelife.com. And to close out the episode, I want to tell you about our third question of the week, which is just, <laughs> and this is a, a little bit different. Really, oh, we, yeah. just, we want you to email us if you watch the announcement next week. Email us before 2 p.m. Central Time. So that would be like within the hour of the announcement. If you have any questions you want us to cover during our next week's podcast, you can also just post in our Facebook group post your questions either uh, during during our podcast, we'll have that open, or you know, ideally before 2 p.m. And uh, we will try to cover as many questions as we can during next week's podcast. So uh, this wraps up episode 106 of the iPhone Life podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember next Monday, March 25th, we have a podcast for you as well. So tune in. Thanks Thank everyone. Thank you everyone. <laughs>